I put it up proudly because I thought it looked sweet. I misspelled photographs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Did I Do That? It's a podcast about making graphic design and making mistakes because, because, because it is all part of the process. Joining me today, a very special guest in a very special country on the most special continent on Earth. Take that, Antarctica. She's a creative director at Rethink, an independent creative agency stretched all across Canada. She's worked with clients like A&W, Uniqlo. Shaw and the YWCA. Uh, She's been recognized in the One Show, Communication Arts Magazine, the Advertising and Design Club of Canada, and the National Magazine Awards. And she's formerly the creative director and publisher of Sad Magazine and the recently departed host of Sadcast, where I first learned about her work. It's Pamela Rooney's. Hi. Hi. Hello. Nice nice to be here. Oh, I mean... (laughs) Or nice, nice to have have you nice here. Nice to be in your office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I have I have so boldly taken over. Um, do you want to tell people about where it is in the Rethink offices oh, that we are currently yeah. stationed? <laughs> this building is amazing. This building is over 100 years old, and we are currently in an old bank vault yes. turned into a booth, which we, is We hot. descended down a floor from the main offices, and we went into, I mean, a, honestly, a very good recording space. You've got acoustic foam and everything. I mean, we're creative problem solvers. So. It is not terribly big, which makes me think this was not a very successful bank. It you know, be... I don't think it was like a bank. I don't think it was a bank. <laughs> there are vaults on every floor. We really? even have a ba- vault upstairs. Someone told me, and I don't know if it's true, that there were jewelers here. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is little tiny fiddly things. Yeah, like filled with like diamonds and gold, maybe. I mean, sounds great. Have you ever found any secret diamonds that have been hidden in floorboards? Sadly, no. (laughs) Get on it, past jewelers. You need to be stashing secret things all over the place. I mean, I haven't really looked. Future treasure hunters need it. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't really looked, but... I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I I mean, you know, that's that's sort of the magic of of being in an older building is it's got all the magic just hidden away somewhere. That quirks. It's, it's got, got quirks. aches and pains, but it's also got magic. Yeah, it's got elevators that have trapped people several times. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that's not just a yeah. public university phenomenon. I yeah, it's scary. Have you ever been trapped in one of the elevators? Not me. No, my colleagues. And then you get. I mean, it makes for a fun slack because they're like, I'm trapped in the elevator. And then, you know, the gifts come. Of course. And it's like, is someone gonna, coming to help me? No, everyone is just razzing you for being trapped in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I can't imagine. I, actually, I was thinking back. So um, not too long before I came up here, uh, I live in an apartment building with an elevator because I'm very fancy. And uh, one of my friends also lives in the building. And we were going upstairs and she dropped her keys in the small gap between no! the elevator car oh, that and the sucks. door. That sucks. And I didn't even know that that was possible to do, but it is. And they were gone forever? No. What? No, that's the craziest part. So, yeah. And it, so, like, underneath the elevator car, at least in our building, it goes way down. Like, probably six or seven feet. Like, if you tried to jump off of it, you would be injured. Yeah. You know, shining a flashlight, you can kind of see the keys down there in like some dirt and stuff. So we were like, uh, we got to, we got to, she can't get into our apartment. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Did you fashion some kind of stick? 
We did. We went. We got magnets and oh then God. forgot that the sides of the elevator are metal. So oh. that sort of defeats but... <laughs> magnets. Um, oh, no. If you were to do a rock, paper, scissor with magnets and yeah. elevator wall, mm-hmm. I, well, I yeah. can tell you which one will win. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, but she, yeah, she fashioned some sort of hook and like fished for them. Oh, my God. And it was one of the most magical experiences. Kind of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, just to completely like have to re-improvise. Yeah. This thing we tried, complete failure. Now. Oh, my God. Amazing success. I mean, bravo. Good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> congratulations on keys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Key congratulations. It sucks to lose your keys. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's such a pain. At least she knew where they were, though. And it yeah. wasn't like. Oh, my God. Where are they? I actually lost my keys recently. Oh, God. All of them? And Well, okay, but I found them, so there's a happy oh, ending. Oh, yeah. Thank God. But, I mean, I didn't really think about it. I work from home a lot of the time, and I was just like, they're somewhere in the house, whatever. Yeah. Like, I just didn't even, like, look for them. I that like, moment of just, like, if this were a real problem, I would be very stressed right now, so I'm just going to believe that this is not a problem. Well, it's like, you know, they're not where I usually put them, but, like, they're probably somewhere in, like, a coat pocket or whatever. Like, I did not think about it. Hadn't seen them for three days. Oh, but, le- but, like, I hadn't left the house. Like, yeah. whatever. So Pandemic times. I-, I was at the park with my son, and we were, like, playing kind of where we normally play, and, like, someone was like, did someone leave some keys? And I'm like, not Today, oh my god! I had left them in the park like three days ago, and they were still there. I mean, it's a very safe neighborhood, but like, isn't that incredible? That's wild. I know. I mean, if I if I ever drop an AirPod, AirPod Bud, Air, what are they? Yeah. Oh, I I have lost the phrasing for that. I mean, yeah, that would just be gone forever. Oh my god! I can confess something actually here. Really? Yeah, because my husband will never listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) He bought me. If you're listening. Cut it just, off Just now. cut it off. He bought me AirPods um, for, I don't know, my birthday or something, which is great because I was on mat leave and all you do is like walk with your baby and you're just like bored. Yeah. You want to zone out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like corded and it was like very awkward. So I got AirPods. Best gift ever. Hands down. I like lost them almost immediately. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I was crushed. I was so crushed. And I had... I don't know. I just like had cash just somewhere. And I was like, I just have to buy them again. This sucks. Like, I can't <laughs> let him know I lost them immediately. So, yeah. You, this is a this is an AirPods cover up. Yeah. You yeah. had to. Oh, how, yeah. Like how long into having them were they lost? Like, mm, like a month. OK. So, I mean, that's I would say that's a reasonable amount of time. Oh, I looked everywhere. Their stupid thing, the find your AirPods, it does not work no, at all. I it, I can't imagine. It do, like it's supposed to like beep, you know, when you're like near. I mean, I've, I've been here. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's it's like beeping at like in your ears level of sound. Like, OK, if I if they were in my ears, I would have found. <laughs> and it doesn't know where they are. Like it should know it should be like whatever. I should put a uh, air tag on it. I guess they just want you to buy air tags. This yeah. is like they're they. That's the whole they know what they're doing. Apple Gambit. Here's here's a product that's slightly bad, but oh, oh here's a solution. Here's a solution. The stupidest you don't like thing. those laptops you got two years ago? Oh, we fixed them now. I know, and I did get a new MacBook Pro, which doesn't jealous. have the stupid Touch Bar, which I've, and it has like ports again, which is great. <sighs> God, I when I bought the last of the uh, Intel. MacBook Pros thinking like, oh, there's more ports now. 
this will last me. And I'm already ready to yeah, throw I know. that I know. window. I know. But we can't uh, – We can't. I don't know. It's still better than a PC. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So you, you went to Emily Carr. Mm-hmm. What it, What sort of got you there? What made you want to go to an art school? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I I – I think I am a creative person. I've always been interested in aesthetics and, you know, making things look just so. And I don't know. I've always been, like, creative in some way, either, like, creative writing or whatever. And I really just stumbled stumbled upon it, I think. I went to – well, I got into a school here. I grew up on the island. Let's back up. I grew up on Vancouver Island. And I got into a school here and I was, like, scared to come to Vancouver. Like, I was so young. I mean, you know, I think I was 17 when I graduated. So I was like, I don't want to, like, leave yet. So I went to, like, the like community college. Same here. In my hometown. And I, and I just took whatever, like, looked interesting. And it was, like, mostly, like, art and, like, English and, like, art history. Because, like, what, what do I know? I mean, I was just like, I'm just going to take what I like. Yeah, and you know, you got to feel it out. Yeah. And I really fell in love with, like, printmaking at that time. I thought that was, like, very cool. Um, I liked Ooh. that you could, you know, print on clothes. You know, I just love the versatility of that. And, I mean, I've always loved fashion. I don't know. It was really just, like, going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else in my class was going to apply to Emily Carr, so I just did. Oh, so this was, like, a pretty common, like, track that people at this at this community college were doing. Just... I mean, I think so. I think, well, if you're – I don't think – they didn't offer a degree program. So yeah. it was kind of like, what are you going to do after, you know, because I was there for two years. So I was like, yeah, what are you going to do after? <laughs> like, finish my degree, I guess. So, like, I honestly – it was – not well thought through. I was very, I was very young. Well, a few few decisions at that age are, I, I, in fairness. I mean, shouldn't you just kind of do what you want? I mean, so such a privileged position to be in. Like, yeah. like how incredible that I could even do that. That's like f- crazy. Like, not everyone can just do whatever the fuck they want. Um, so that's great. And then I got into Emily Carr, and then I came over, and I was like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I felt really out of place. I think it was good for me, but I don't think I was, like, ready for it. Like, I don't know that I – I don't know. It's hard to say because I it, everything brought me here. So, like, I can't say it's pointless, but I but didn't – Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting journey to be on where you're, you're like, not really sure what you want to do. And, and sometimes you get to the end of it and you're you're still feeling – I mean, if anything, more unsure. Well, I got very disillusioned because yeah. I, I like it was. I was about to graduate, and I asked, you know, my teacher. We were making like a final project about like what to do after you graduate, and we we're asking all our teachers like, what What should we do? What's your advice? And it was like, get into the trades. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, be a fish packer, and then you could do your art what? on the side. And what? I, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> What kind of advice is that? The advice is like you have to live. Yeah. And like you need some steady income. And I don't know. I feel like when you apply to art school, they should be like, are you comfortable like not doing this for a living? Are you going to do art no matter what? Yeah. Like you need to sign a release or something. Yeah. Like (laughs) 
I don't know. I, it felt very weird, and I was like, "What?" I, and I guess I hadn't really thought about it. It was everything was so like, "Oh, maybe I'll do this or that," but like not really thinking about how to actually get there. At Emily Carr, you you basically primarily done art stuff, then. Yeah, right? mostly did. Well, I did printmaking and photography, yeah. and I took a couple like digital classes. So I actually did make. Oh, I wish I had it here. Maybe that would have been a good thing to. Actually, that's a perfect thing to discuss, and I can just yeah, explain it. I, I would love to hear. It was like the first digital art class ever. So first time I've ever used Photoshop. First, like learning, how, like even what it is and like everything. And it's so crazy to me because like I have little cousins and they've learned it in high school. Oh, that's that's, like, that's such a bizarre thing <sighs> with this. And I'm like, oh man, what I could do if I had like known how to like use the Adobe Suite back then, but yeah. like I didn't even know it existed. Like, I didn't even like <laughs> like graphic design is not even on my radar. Like, which is so wild because I was doing it like in high school. I like made a little magazine. I was oh, like, really? I was like super into it, but like didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know, like didn't know it was a job. Which is kind of dumb if you think about it, but like you just don't really know about it. I mean, it's it's secretive. Like it feels like you're. I mean, I always liken it to like at an event. Like as a designer, you're kind of one of the crew. You're you're in the black, you know, shirt yeah. and black pants, trying not to be seen as you're running around, yeah, making things happen. Well, I mean, good design is invisible. Like it just it just looks like it should be there, right? <laughs> yeah, and you don't think about the person that made it usually, and I certainly didn't in high school. But anyway, so. I'm in this, like, digital art class, and, like, we had to make, like, the project was, like, make a poster for, like, a fake art show or whatever. And I and I used a photograph of my best friend I took of her, like, pressing her face up against glass. Oh, God. It was super cool. Like, that's I, a, that's I, a dramatic visual. It's a great photo, actually, and I still have it. And she's still my best friend, and I've known her for 30 years. <laughs> Shout out, Satsuko. Like... It was a giant poster, like it was like this big, like we were supposed, part of the project was like learning how to like tile print, you know? So it was like, make a giant poster and then you tile print it and then like put it together. <laughs> so I'm like looking at this file like really up close and the <laughs> the title was called Photographs of the Everyday. And so I print this out, I tile it out, it's like, oh, this looks great. That It was black and white photo, imagine it. Type Helvetica, of course. Of course. This um, was... Like mid-2000s, I'm guessing? This would have been, yeah, 2007. Yeah, height of Helvetica. Yeah, yeah. Helvetica would, resurgence. Well, the documentary, I think, came out around, was it around then? I think I so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was like orange type on a black and white photo. Beautiful. Photographs of the everyday. Very like Swiss style, like organized, you know. Not that I knew what any of that was. Um, and I printed out, I put it up proudly because I thought it looked sweet. I misspelled photographs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's like so classic, like, ADD of me, like, just like, just so, like, focused up close and, like, not, like, you know, that was embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's so easy, I feel like, anywhere in this field to, you know, kind of miss miss the trees for the forest, I guess, to oh, reverse God. the... Like, I have literally, like, misspelled, like, the name in a logo of the company. <laughs> but caught it. But caught it in time. But caught Thank it, God. But caught it in time. Yeah. Because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I know what this is. And it's like, oh, fuck, no, it's actually not spelled that way. To my credit, not a real word, but like, you know. Well, you know, it's it, the spell checkers in all of these programs are so terrible. Well, they're not going to work on like... An apostrophe in a word. Or, what? Yeah. They're not going to work on weirdly spelled things or like outline type. I mean... No. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, misspelling stuff. Yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> that'll get you. Yeah, for did, sure. Had you had you realized this mistake before you did the gigantic tile? No, print? no, no. I oh, printed. It was no. like up for everyone to see. Oh God! So during crit, it, oh yeah, during crit, someone's like it's misspelled, and God. like to make matters worse, like I this is before smartphones, so like or before I had one anyway. I like I was such a big reader. Like every class I would like be reading a book like before we start, reading after. The teacher had like called me out on being like a big reader. And then I misspelled this word. It was just like extra <laughs> like embarrassing. I was like, oh my God. I, mean, I know how to read. Things. I know how to read. Yeah. Anyway. Oh God. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> well clearly I can still remember it and it's like how many years later? Well, I mean, that kind of thing, it never leaves your brain. I yeah. mean, I, I still – I had a teacher in, in undergrad who um, – the only thing he would ever really tell you about your project when, you know, he was going around doing like the the day-to-day like check-in type critique uh, is that is working or that is not working. And the that would not be specified. What good is that? I don't know. I don't know. It was just – it, the worst sort of psychological torture for a person like me That's who's so already hyper paranoid. <laughs> That's so mean. That's so ungenerous. I mean, people, you're just starting out. You yeah. need some support. <laughs> some some structure, perhaps. Very, very rude. Um, you know, but I did I did make some good work for those classes. So you know, did it know? work? Do you think? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's... I try not to have his voice saying. That's not working in my head anymore, but... There's a smarter way to do that, to ask, do you think it's working? And I actually... Oh, that's some good psychology. And I do like to ask that, actually. Well, if I can remember, um, to like a junior, where it's just like so far gone, you don't even know where to start to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, do you think... You've gone gone very off track. Yeah, how do you you feel about it? And then they usually answer their own question. Like, they they know. Usually you know. Usually you get into the business, like, we've all heard that Ira Glass quote, because you have good taste, you know. You yeah. usually know you're not there. So you just let them know you also know. <laughs> In the nicest way possible. Yeah. I mean, that's a very gentle way oh, of and letting people down. Anyone listening to this who I actually work with will, like, laugh at saying in the nicest way possible because I'm, I'm not known to be very um, gentle. I, mean, I would love to be better and let the record show. I, I am trying. Like, everyone here is so talented. It's, like, a very humbling place to work. I mean, it seems like you're doing a lot of really incredible work. I, well, I try. I don't know. No, honestly, I don't know. We just got our project killed this morning, so I'm feeling a little bit sad. Um, Well, delayed, killed, I don't know. I can't really talk about it, um, but yeah, it was supposed to be like released today. But yeah, it's been delayed, so sad. Fingers crossed that delay doesn't turn into... I know. It's just, we, we don't know. We don't know. It's like beyond our control, but... Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> that happens. It happens. It does. I was like not even really surprised. <laughs> Sometimes with the projects that you're most excited about, that mm-hmm. will just, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have a way of just vanishing. Well, I guess we're all used to things being delayed or whatever because of COVID. So, <laughs> What do you mean? It's been a very normal time. And oh, so normal. No problems. So normal. <laughs> oh, it great. was so weird for me because I 
started my mat leave when everyone left the office for oh, COVID. Oh, like March of March, 2020? Mar- I gave birth to my son March 20th, 2020. Oh, my God. My last day in the office was everyone's last day. When oh. I came back, <laughs> oh, no. when I came back, my desk hadn't moved. It was, like, weird. Like, like I thought someone would have sat there, whatever. There were, like, the batteries I had charging were still there. Like, it was, like... So weird. Was there like dust on everything? Or? Oh yeah, I took a TikTok of it. All the plants were dead. It was like very like weird in here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I came back and everyone's so used to like Zoom and used to the whole new way of working. And I'm like on Zoom, like yelling, like can you? Hear? And they're like, you don't have to. Yeah, I'm like so like a boomer. And uh, yeah, it took a while to like get used to it. And then and then I'm going to go again. I'm pregnant again. So it's like, oh, like, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So I know. Well, now I'm like, oh, we're now we're heading into a recession. So like there's like a different <laughs> problem <laughs> happening. Oh, we, it's, just, it's a panoply. You yeah. Know? We've got the monkey pox now. I mean, that at least is not fatal. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It sounds like it hurts a lot, but. I wouldn't want it necessarily. Yeah. But I also wouldn't necessarily want to hang out with a monkey. <laughs> I mean, I don't They think... have extremely powerful arms. <laughs> they do. Yeah. It has a cool name. It's way cooler than monkey COVID. Box. It's way yeah, cooler. Yeah, COVID is... I mean, I, I will say like Omicron, for as bad as Omicron has been, and what a... It's sweet. What a cool ride this Omicron train has really been. That is the first one of these that has the name that really feels like it suits the thing. Totally. Like, it sounds like a sinister organization that James Bond is trying to take down. Yeah, 100. With a, you know, bald antagonist and his cat. <laughs> yeah. Just describing Spectre now. Yeah, but... yeah. But yes, yes, it's true. I mean, the Greek alphabet provides really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next up like zeta or whatever Ooh, zeta. <laughs> right i mean that'll be in the year 2355 when, yeah it's coming know, space viruses yeah get ready zap brannigan's <laughs> i mean to defeat space them. virus like that could be oh, a thing god it could be i do think about yeah. that with like you know we went up to the moon and yeah, we, we left a bunch there. of stuff up there we bring back Bacteria to study. The bacteria mutates. It creates like I don't know. Yeah, a moon virus. This is and a great like, premise. I for mean, a, and it could be ours. Like there was our stuff on the moon with our and bacteria, like, and now it's just been getting solar rays. And right. if superhero movies have taught me anything, that's a recipe for this is wild a great mutations. movie plot. We should stop now and just yeah, TM, TM, TM. Yeah, yeah. Um, Develop this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's been a while since Armageddon, and now I think we could like we could go back there. Yeah, to that style. With I'm ready with more miners on an asteroid, but mm-hmm. this time trying to defeat giant viruses on the moon. Or it, it, yeah, who would like what blue collar worker would you need? Janitors. That's a good, I mean, yeah, maybe it would be janitors. Well, that's why the I'm right the stuff. The custodian of the moon. That's why the right stuff was so good. Because, like, like I don't know. Did you see that movie? I've not. Oh, it's a classic. I'm movie. Most classic movies I have. Seen. It's a classic movie. Um, because like when space travel like was first, it's like based on a true story. When space travel was first happening, like they didn't get scientists. They got pilots. Oh. Who were like cowboys. Yeah. You know, they're like, we want to go fast. You know, we want to break the sound <laughs> barrier. They're like, you know. Real Sonic the Hedgehog. Types. Yeah. Like they weren't like eggheads. Like maybe they, they would want to have one scientist there, but they needed like pilots. But then it totally changed because they like figured out how to make the, you know, uh, machines do 
all the piloting. <laughs> and they're like, we don't really need you. Yeah, these cowboy scientists, yeah. you know, they don't really want to use the, the computer that you have mm-hmm. to enter numbers in octal or whatever. Yeah, but it started out like you had to be very, like, brave. I mean, not that astronauts aren't brave now, but just a different style of personality anyway. You had to want the... 75% 75% chance that you were just going to blow up or be stranded in space. Yeah, it'd be a real daredevil thing to do. Like, if no one had ever gone up there, like, to just volunteer and to feel like you could pilot a ship safely back down. Terrifying. Like, uh, that's ballsy. I can't imagine. I can't. It's unfathomable. I mean, I I, I love the hubris. Because <laughs> it got us, like... You know, have you seen these amazing like telescope images? Or like crazy? Pretty good. Pretty I mean, good. I, like I even liked the one that was actually a sausage. <laughs> that one was great. Also, that one's funny. We just did a riff off that because we have a client that's like a a sausage company. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They just posted posted about it. Um, Galactically incredible sausages. Yeah, it's like the best sausage in the universe. I think they said. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's just an Instagram post, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> space Welcome sausages. to this show. Yeah. Oh yeah, just like space travel. I mean, I think part of me feels like it's a waste of money, but I also love it so much. We went to NASA. We went. To, oh really? Yeah, we went to um, Texas on a road trip, and we went there and just spent so much time. Like it, five hours just flew by. It was like wild. Do they? Where did they let you even go? You could go to where they said like Houston. We have a problem. Like the, the control room. Like you, could, you can't like go down, but you can like see it from like the top part. Wow. Um, and you can watch like there's like a catwalk above like where they're they have a replica of the space station. They had like robots that they're working on that were like going to go up to Mars. They had like the Mars like ship that they're working on it's fucking holy cool. hell why aren't we all going to this place I, like go to houston it's amazing and it's so cute there's like bikes oh, everywhere houston oh. uh well i mean then you can go to austin or whatever just kidding houston listeners please continue <laughs> listening i love your city and i've i really love your airport especially it was cool i yeah it was fun to see there were like bikes everywhere because the, the campus is so big like that's wow. how people would get around it's like very cool, very cool place to be. <laughs> it sounds incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'd much rather go to that than a, you know, a carnival or whatever. I mean, it's a weird thing. My husband's sort of an odd guy and he like, he's like, yeah, let's just like go on a road trip. He loves to drive. He's like, let's go on a road trip. Let's like go around Texas. Texas is so big. So we went like Houston, Dallas, um, wow. Austin. Uh, That's a long road trip. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. We saw a lot of stuff. Um, I saw we saw Emo Phillips, I think, in Houston. Oh, Emo Phillips! I love it. I know it was so random. We're like, what are we gonna do tonight? Is like any comedy happening? And like, yeah, Emo <laughs> Phillips, like randomly, I'm like this is cool. This is weird. One of the best joke writers in the world, Emo Phillips. And like, when would I have ever seen him? Like, opening like, for Weird Al, apparently, right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I That's mean, a killer bill, isn't it? That would be weird. I'm so curious about that biopic coming out. About Weird Al? Yeah. Do- Why, I didn't know about Daniel this. Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al, if you can believe it. What? Uh, it's going to be free on Hulu. Or not Hulu, on uh, Roku, excuse me. Oh, okay. I mean, I would, I'll get into Roku for that. I mean, it's get weird. app or whatever. Roku's really making some moves. I think they bought all of the Quibi shows. <laughs> 
Okay, don't laugh. I, they made some good stuff. They, they made some did. very weird stuff also. They did. They did. Like, I, that was, like, during that, like, that was during when, like, all I could do is, like, watch TV. They had some cool content. People just couldn't, like, do another thing. No. I think it was a very confusing ask, too. Like, it's on your phone, but it's also on the TV, and you can change how it flips. Like, it was just not necessary. No. You didn't really need to add that. God, that must have been so annoying for the editors, making it, everything in, like, two aspect ratios. What, yeah, what is that like on set? Like, is, Oh, well, your... I can tell you because we shoot commercials like this all the time, right? Because you're constantly trying oh. to um, shoot for every... You know, oh, you're, shit. You're, I didn't realize that that's, like, the common practice now. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, yeah, how is it going to look from the one-to-one? How's it going to look in the 916? How's it going to look in the – you have to consider it. Wow. Where Like, where is this living? I mean, there are ways around it if you fucked up, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, people add supers. People, like, double things up. People, like, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's always good. Uh, a lot of directors will have the mark guides up on screen wow so when you're seeing it in 69 you see the guides and you're like oh yeah that's what the shot is we're gonna have to shoot it again wider so that we get everything or whatever you figure it out so we're already living in quibi's world it's just totally like they weren't wrong except for i don't know that you need that for the tv watching experience (laughs) like just pick one yeah because i'm not like changing while i'm watching it so it's like just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know every time I, I watch anything, I'm just wildly flipping upside down and sideways, mm-hmm. throwing my phone in the air, doing a juggling act. I mean, it's like maybe you would go from this to like lying down, like maybe, but like it's not really a huge problem you're solving, I don't think. Probably not. No. No. Hmm. Quibby. Yeah. See, as I said, I could spend this whole time talking about TV. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. Let's... Uh, we to, should go back. To we should top. go back. So you're you graduated from Emily Carr. You're at the art yeah. uh, the art gallery. Yeah. Um, and you you ended up going back to yeah. To, uh, I went to Cap Capilano University. It was not a university when I went. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. The idea program, amazing program. Uh, like, oh my god, I'm so glad. Like, the timing worked out so that I didn't go back to Emily Carr because. They also had a graphic design program, yeah, which is inferior. And I didn't like know. I was just like going to go back to what I knew, and I could walk there. But like uh, the registration period closed for them. Yeah, they're just like such great teachers at at Cap. Like they they really just would teach you, like down to like if you go on a vacation, you want to make sure your files are set up nice for the next person <laughs> that comes in. Damn, like, that's. That's good. Like, just super practical advice. Yeah. Which is, like, so... It was, like, a breath of fresh air to me coming from Emily Carr that was so, like, theoretical and, like, heady, which also, like, made me snobby coming into Cap. <laughs> but, like, I think the two, like, combine in a nice way because you do need to, like, be conceptual to make good design work, too. But, like, you also need to know how to actually do it. Yeah. Before, like, getting into Cap, did you, like, have a sense that you wanted to do design when you when you came out of it? Like, what, what drew you into design? Yeah, I ended up working at an art gallery because it just seemed like oh, really? a thing to do that was related. And I, like, was, like, the gallery director. Wow. For I, it's a, It was a small art gallery doing, like, the graphic design for the gallery, um, working on, like, their newsletter and their, like, show graphics and 
And then I was like, oh, I'm doing graphic design, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I like applied to, I applied to ad agencies thinking like maybe, maybe I have enough. I didn't know what you needed. Yeah. I didn't know you needed a book. I don't like I I sent them like a resume in from like Word. <laughs> like really did not know. Yeah. And um yeah, kind of figured out you actually yeah, you need to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and like again, like so fucking privileged to be able to go back to school. I mean, I had worked a little bit. I I had found an incredible like the apartment I stayed at was like such a shithole. It was so cheap. <laughs> It was so cheap and I lived there with someone. So like I really I like saved a lot of money. Um and then I also had like amazing parental support and some student loans. So it was like it, it like it all worked out, but I was lucky. So after you graduated, mm-hmm. what what brings you here? What's the trajectory from there? Funny trajectory. It was like right after, you know, the recession then, like so people were not like doing well. Um I got an internship at Cassette, and people were, like, packing up their desks. It was a sad oh, scene. Shit. It was a sad scene. It was not, like, the greatest time. And I was like, I'm not going to get a job after this, I yeah. don't think. Um, so I was, like, working on, like, McDonald's banner ads or something. It was, like, not not cool, but I was, like, at Cassette. So oh. it was a two-month internship. Um, but, like, a month into it, I got a job offer from a smaller agency, and um, they shall remain unnamed. Um, I was like, well, you know, I still have this internship for a month. And she's like, we really need you now. And I was like, uh, well, can I give like two weeks? And she's like, I really like as like, soon as possible. Like, like, you know. Damn. And it was like, basically make this decision. Do you want a job or do you want to finish your internship? And I had to like quit the internship because I wanted a job. And I didn't look like I was going to get one there. Yeah. And that made me feel bad because I don't – I'm not a person that likes to, like, bail out on yeah. something, you know? I mean, it's a tough decision, but, like, what else can you do if I it mean, doesn't feel like it's not – like, Yeah. And know. I was so, like, new. I didn't I didn't know. Maybe this is how it works. But, like, now looking back, like, this woman, I hated her. So, like, she was an awful person. Anyways. So, like, I was there and I got another job offer from another small agency. And I was like, well, I just got this job, so no. And then um, I was working there for a few months, and she would, like, come down and, like, yell at everyone for, like, not changing the toilet paper or, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, cool. Just, just like, a really, cool, like, cool, toxic cool. personality. A little demanding, perhaps? Just kind of wild, and yeah. I just hated her. Anyways, it was awful. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, and one time she said she liked to argue with people. She said it was fun. Oh, that's my perfect cue that I know that I won't like a person. Yeah. So <laughs> that agency that offered me the job called again after a couple of months. I guess whoever they had didn't work out. And this time I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that. Please, if you can hear this, just, I need to get out. I know. Please. It was like. Divine intervention. And that place was so great. So that's if agency on the North Shore. Super small mom and pop, like literal mom and pop, like a couple run it. And I think they just like sold it now. But they were so great to me. They were like totally like parents. Like (laughs) she like bring me like fruit to cut up like when I'm sitting. It was like so sweet. I mean, that's like doubly nice after what you had to go through to get there. Oh, it was so nice. And like I needed... I needed those patient people because yeah. I, you know, I'm like 
kind of a wild person, you know, a little bit like fiery too. But that place is so cool because um, it's small. So you got to do like a lot of stuff. You yeah. got to like get your hands involved in things that you wouldn't at a bigger agency. I wasn't doing like revolutionary work at, by all means, but that gave me the like freedom to do sad mag. So that's when I kind of got involved doing that. It was started by a photographer, Brandon Gockel, and it was taken over by Katie Stewart. So Katie and I were in a choir, rock and roll choir at the time, like a rock and roll cover choir. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. Super fun. And I had like made some posters for the choir and she was like, do you want to come to a meeting about this like magazine? You know, like we don't have a designer or anything. So like they didn't, they didn't have a designer. Like, it was not, like, the greatest-looking magazine. Like, the photos were cool, but it was, like, not designed. Yeah. And I was like, okay, can I, like, redesign this? They're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, do whatever I want. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) That's all right. Totally volunteer. Yeah. Everyone's a volunteer. It was all about, like, supporting local arts and culture here. So, um, yeah, so redesigned the logo, redesigned the magazine, slowly, like, got it to a better place, if I look back at, like, the first redesign, I'm like, I mean, the logo's cool, but then, you know, it's obviously yeah, even better. You, you I was can still... always think of things that you, you wish you'd done. Or... I was still le- learning yeah. and, and still, like, not sure that I could really take, like, like really, I could do whatever. Like, I really could have pushed it more at the beginning. Yeah. So a bit of regret there. But then eventually I did. Eventually I got it to, like, where it sort of is now. Like, the layout of the cover hasn't changed much. Like, the, where the logo sits, where the type sits, and how we print, which is for cost. But also, it, okay, because there's always cost problems. Like, we always, like, didn't have money. We would throw these drag parties to, like, fund the magazine. Oh, we were just, like... Really, like, sometimes paying for it ourselves. Like, it's just, like, so, like... It's so hard to have a print thing. It's so hard to have a print thing. And, you know, it's very expensive. Um, So it was always, like, how can we, like, print this the cheapest way possible? And at the time, when I first started, we would do two signatures, like, in black and white. And, like, the outer signature in color kind of thing. And then um, eventually, we did get a little bit more money. And I was, like... Can we print two color? Two color, two spot color. So it's like always something fun. And like I like the 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 whole ethos of Sad Mag is like print only film photography, which is super cool and difficult because we have to like scan it like whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was like everything we're doing is like the hard way. <laughs> um, but then me, like I like love illustration. So like I brought way more illustration into it. And now there's hardly any photography and it's mostly illustration after um my successor took over too um also an illustrator also loves illustration but like with the two color it creates like such a fun opportunity for like yeah those like you oh, there's know, nothing like it duotone things it's so fun like the the reason if you are not a designer and listening to this show the reason that you do spot colors is like way more vibrant they're way more vibrant they're way more solid like if you see like a a red cereal box that's a spot color red yeah that's why it looks good it's not a mix that's why the red that your home printer prints looks like dog shit <laughs> exactly i mean try try to even get an orange that's not a spot it's like no or a purple. Yeah. Like a purple like from a printer is just like impossible. Yeah. Every neon you see printed is a spot color. Yeah. And it just it's it's that little bit of like, oh, this is a magical thing that's not yeah. on a screen. Something different. That's yeah. why print is so 
interesting and to like know how to do that. Like that's like something I had to figure out. Yeah. Because I was doing the production for the magazine too. I mean, like, what do we have? So I'm like, okay, how do I, first of all, how do I brief too? Like that was like another thing. We had all these new and emerging like illustrators. Like what do they know about like setting up a file? Yeah. So I'm like writing very detailed like emails about explaining how to, how to do it and like showing examples and like just, you know, trying to help giving them like thought starters read because you have to read all the articles like i don't know i don't know how other creative directors of magazines do it all i knew is like i am a control freak i want to read the article to be able to brief them give them a synopsis of what the article is about that's what i would want absolutely that's what i want i want a synopsis of the article i want the article to read yeah a thought starter perhaps so i know what you're looking for ish and then like examples and that's that's like such I, I've known folks who've done stuff for like the Times and stuff. You don't get anything. You probably. don't get anything. No, like you get. And I'm like, sure that's I want standard. This and you're like, Ugh, okay. And, and now, like, I'm seeing that, like, as I get more like illustration work from like magazines or whatever, like they don't give that. De- I was like, yeah. wow, I was like really like being crazy about it. But you are like <laughs> you're giving you're giving the people like what they actually need to do the. Yeah, I mean, I post-justify as, like, knowing that they were juniors, knowing that they probably would appreciate more information rather than less information. I just wanted to make less work for myself later. I didn't want to mess with garbage files later. (laughs) Of course, you still do. That's that's the other great part. Yeah, of course that's still Hopefully you're saving yourself some time. Yeah. It's hard working with a lot of people. Someone's always going to flake out. Yeah. You know, and then and then that's when I get to illustrate one because when someone <laughs> drops out, it's like, OK. I'll How much time would, would like you have to put together an issue and, you know, get all these like We were doing them quarterly and then it was like not really. And then it was like three, three a year. And then eventually we we change it to two times a year, but like longer issues. It was just like easier for everyone because yeah. we all had full time jobs and. You know, it's just hard to fit that in. And then it just got harder and harder. And then once I, like, was going to have a kid, I was like, I got to give this up. So that was the right call, and I don't regret it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and it's like you got to have the experience of, like, getting it off the ground that and got turning me this it into job. this thing. That yeah. got me this job. I'm really? certain of it. Well, I was, like, headhunted, I guess, by the creative director at the time, Lisa Nakamura. So she brought me in here. Bless her heart. Love her so much. Um, And I had a lot of stuff on my site and a lot of things from the magazine. I mean, all the layout, everything. Yeah. You know, and then had the work from the agency. And she's like, so you did all this and this. And it's like impressive, you know? Absolutely. So if I didn't have the magazine, there would be no like extra like sparkle. It'd just be like, I don't know. Yeah. What were we working on? Like a bank and like, <laughs> you know, like well, that, st- fine stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, there was nothing like exciting in the book that like that's the thing. If you're not making exciting stuff, you have to do it on the side. Well, and that's what I always tell my students. Like, it, you know, they'll like feel so much pressure to be like, oh, I this is real professional work and I did it professionally. And like, OK, you got it. It's a form. Yeah, that's great. Well, this is where your creative directors should help you identify an opportunity. Yeah. Like here, I mean, often we use like baseball analogy. Like, is this like a double and like get it done? Yeah. Or is this like a time to like hit a home run? Like, and you don't want to sweat a fucking flyer. No. You know? You just want to do a good professional job and like get out. You're not like trying to make it like enter it in your book. <laughs> don't put it in your book for the love of God. Yeah. You know? 
Like you do it and it's like done well and that's it. That's hopefully what people can help you identify, those opportunities. <laughs> and then, yeah, if you're not getting those opportunities, like make them for yourself. Your friend has a band, make them a poster, make them a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. Like, isn't that the most fun shit to do? Yeah. And you get, like, you get to give someone that you like something cool that they can, you know, share around and you, like, can, you can put that in the portfolio. Totally, totally. And then, like, eventually, yeah, the more work you do that is the work that you want to do, more of that work comes to you because, like, yeah. they see that you can do yes. it. Yes. Like, you have to show the work you want to be doing in your book. If you're just showing bank work. You're That's gonna what get you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. So, like, don't have shit in your book you don't want to be doing. Yes. Even though it's like, oh, I want to show, like, a breadth of work. You can still show breadth without showing, yeah. you know, things you hate. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky when you're starting out because you don't have a lot. No. And I get the urge to want to show, like, the garbage. But, you know. <laughs> so, so you think Sad Man got you, got you this job here? I think, I, I think it had a big part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and gave me the discipline and yeah. to like know how to work with a lot of people. Just like everything. Just, it was just so important to my growth. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, uh, it's so funny because like I can talk about it fondly, but like, yeah, at the time, like after every issue, I'd be like seeing all the mistakes and be like, fucking hate it. Like I can't even look at it. Oh, I, yeah. I can't look at finished print work. I cannot do it. Yeah. And then now looking back, I'm like, Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Like, or, oh, yeah, that really was shit. I mean, <laughs> but, like, more more often than not, a lot of the time I'm like, oh, yeah, I was doing some fun stuff. And I always tried to do something conceptual. We would try. We eventually changed the issues to be themed, which really helps, like, yeah. wrap, like, some concept. Like, we did a um, suburban suburbia theme. And we did like a choose your own adventure and it was like how to get out of the suburbs like throughout the whole thing. That was like so cool. We did like a motion um, issue or movement issue and uh, I tried to do like a stop motion animation in the corner that didn't oh, a flip book. it didn't work yes, it didn't yes, work yes. <laughs> it didn't work it didn't work oh it's I it's tried. hard to make those actually work yeah i tried because i just want it to be in the like folio like but next to the page number but it's just in a weird spot like it just didn't work but i tried and you know we did other things like printing you know the type you know the other way so you have to move the book like movement like you know whatever yeah. just trying to like inject the concept into the experience which is a cool challenge absolutely i mean you're making you're making an art magazine like you've got to make art sort of part of the yeah like underlying concept of yeah it too i mean it was so Why fun. Not? it was so fun i look back very fondly and i have like two of my best friends from that experience and i like at the time couldn't see how like rare that is to be able to work so well with two people yeah like we each had our own like very specific strengths that like really worked well together because now i'm seeing like you know who who's like managing it now and like where their struggles are because like you know personalities whatever they don't always go together so it's just such a rare gift that it like totally worked. Yeah. Yeah. So how did how did you get involved with the the podcasting side? Cuz there's also the sad cast. <laughs> so sad cast started Jackie, um Jackie Hoffert who's amazing. She runs um moon-based comedy here in Vancouver. 
Um, based on the moon? Based on the moon. What? Well, <laughs> well it started out... That's uh, where all the viruses are. I know. It, like, Why would I reference something that I'm probably... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't know. No, she just has lots of different, like, Havana moon, um, whatever. All these, like, different moon named comedy shows. Whatever. She's oh. she's amazing. But um, she started the podcast. Her and I lived in the same building. And she was also, like, part of the magazine. Um, she, like, edited an issue. She's, like, just been around the magazine. And she's like, I'm going to start a podcast... And we're like, yeah, you should like tie it to Sad Mag because we already have like a yeah like an audience base. And so she started it, and it was just kind of like rambly. And it was like her and her co-host Stu Pop. Yeah. Um. So they started. I don't know. They would just like pick topics, whatever. And then he left, and then it was just her. And then I was like, well, I could do it with you. I live in the same building. And then it was like me and her for a little bit. But then it was like, I don't know. She seemed like she didn't want to do it anymore. I said like, I I could take it over. Or I can't remember how it went, if she was like, I don't want to do it or whatever. I don't know. But I just took it over eventually and I was like, okay, and now I'm going to like do what I, I would do with this yeah, and tie it more closely to the magazine and interview, you know, the people that basically we have in the magazine. Not like the exact, but the same kinds of people. I mean, a good mix of creative people around yeah. Vancouver, like not just design, but like comedy and... Yeah, any kind of creative endeavor. Just basically who I wanted to talk to. Yeah. It was like an excuse to like reach out and like have a conversation. So yeah. So I was just like, I, I don't know, I'm going to try how to do this. So yeah, I tried to like up the quality and um, give it more structure and like, you know, always have a song because I love music and also you get to like you know, promote a local band, yeah. hopefully. So, yeah, just, I don't know. I just thought I'd try it. And I don't think it ever got to, like, where I wanted it to be. Um, and I was always, like, very reticent of, like, promoting it. I'm also, like, yeah. really bad at promoting, like, anything I Oh, do. it's so hard. It's so hard. I just feel like, I don't know. you feel guilt. Well, I just don't know if it's, like, worth yeah. it or anyone cares or... Well, I, I will say, like, I did a lot of research in, you know, preparing to come up here and finding that was such a breath of fresh, oh, fresh air because it felt like it felt like you were doing the show that I want to do. Oh, and that's like, nice. It's so if you are a listener to this show and you enjoy this show but wish it were better, no. you, should listen. Stop. <laughs> you should listen to Sadcast. Stop. Um, cause it, and it's also like, I mean, you get you get such a good breadth of people on there and, yeah, you know, it, it, there's it, a lot of energy in this city. Yeah, it's true. And it that, that's like the most fun, just yeah. like really getting to talk to all these cool people and like, I don't know, I think I just want, I just want to know a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And it's so useful. It's so useful, especially here in this industry. You're like, oh, I need someone to, like, do a mural. It's like, I know someone. Oh, I need someone who could, like, host this, like, comedy show. I know someone. Yeah. and it's, That's its own kind of magic trick, too. Oh, it's amazing. Like, that's also, like, the biggest gift Sad Mag gave me is, like, just, like, understanding the city. I came from the island. I didn't know anybody. And just to, like, get to know my people in the creative community is like yeah. awesome now i feel like i'm aging out and i don't know the new people anymore because i'm like too old um but i know this i know the people my age <laughs> well that i you are established <laughs> i guess i guess but yeah yeah i don't know any of the new people so it's weird getting older in a creative field is different yeah is different you're like do people want stuff made by someone old <laughs> like <laughs> It, like, will I know what's cool anymore? 
There's like some... Oh, I gave up on knowing what's cool years ago. I'm holding on. I'm trying to hold on, but like... I'll never be able to do the string dance or whatever the hell it's called. The yeah. Shoelace. What is it called? Marionette dance? I don't know. No, uh, flossing. Oh, flossing. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Just conflating it with the Conan O'Brien string dance. Well, I certainly can't floss, but I don't think that's a mark of coolness. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. My dentist keeps telling me to, but I don't have the time to learn. <laughs> we actually have a pile of floss upstairs. Unrelated, you should take some before you go. <laughs> that sound- Why do you have a pile of floss? Because there is a woman here whose husband is a dentist, and she always brings us toothpaste getting, and floss. You're getting dentist merch? I, I have a lifetime supply of toothpaste. Because <laughs> shout, out, shout out to April. Thank you, April. Yeah. April supplying the good creatives of Vancouver Everyone, with all their oh. dental supplies. Like, and she'll even give you, like, the heads to, like, the expensive, like, toothbrushes. Oh, the Sonicare? Yeah. Damn, that's a... Like, it's, like, a good Better hook- dentists up here, then, I would say. It's a good hookup. Well, I don't know how she's getting them. I mean, they, I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to <laughs> know. There's a certain truck that they fall off of every once in a while. And, I don't you know, ask questions. Yeah, who knows where they come from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big dentist. <laughs> they just want you to take care of your teeth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pamela, if people want to find out more about, about your work uh, or where to get dentistry equipment, I guess. Oh, my God. I don't even know. I mean, I guess go to my Instagram is probably the most up-to-date. It's just like at Pam Runes. And um, the Sadcast is now hosted by Becca Clarkson. It is still a wonderful show. She's doing a different show. She has a news background, so it sounds like more professional in that way. She's like kind of crafting stories in a different way, which is very cool, still cool. Um, so listen to the Sadcast. And I'm I'm trying to open my iPad and it's decided to turn everything you said into Siri. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh oh. Now you're gonna have a transcription of that. But anyways, um, I don't like I have like nothing really to plug. I mean, yeah. Well, I'll follow me on Instagram, I guess. Yeah, give give Pamela a follow and uh, you know check out Sad Mag too and the Sad yes, Cast. definitely check out Sad Mag. Please subscribe. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, I'm now no longer affiliated, but I am a big supporter, and they're doing cool stuff. Beautiful. Um, Well, thank you, Pamela, for being on this very goofy show in this very, very hot box. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, And thank you to, as I've written here, bracketed listener, which is, I guess, where I would insert the listener's name. Um, So imagine that I'm saying your own name here, listener, and that's how uh, we're closing the show. Uh, If you do like this show, why not subscribe to it in your podcast player of choice? And did you know you can get to all of them, whatever one your heart desires and many that your heart outright rejects? I'm looking in your direction, Stitcher, from our brand new website, dididothat.com. Design. There you can find some good, good images that go along with each episode. Previously, those were just relegated to Instagram, but now they're up on the website, too. And, you know, if you want those images also less and less frequently delivered directly to you in your newsfeed, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. Boy, I love that algorithm change. It's not caused any problems for me at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is Did I Do That? I'm Sean Schumacher. And as we always say, did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Somebody finally did it. All right. Thank you. Bye. walking down some street in Kitsilano this morning and just like every other shop was a podcast advertiser store. What? Um, I haven't been to Kits in a while. I mean, there, uh, Warby Parker was there, uh, Casper. Uh, oh yeah, I guess Frank so. And Oak. Yeah. I was like, is, am I going to turn a corner and there's a Squarespace store right I there? Mean, and <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> No, none of this makes sense. No. Though, okay, I have some Fraser trivia, which I, I would love that. I do. You're speaking my love language. I mean, I mentioned on Twitter recently because there was some Fraser thread, but it got like only one like. So I was like, I think this is way more interesting <laughs> than one like. But anyway, it's about the theme song, you know, toss salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. It's a metaphor for the people calling <laughs> in because they're all messed up. They're a wacky bunch. Because they're they're messed up, like the scrambled eggs yeah. and the tossed salads. All of Hollywood's greatest stars. They've got problems, too. Yeah. it's Yeah. So, I mean, I hadn't thought about it. I guess when I first, you know, watched it, I was a child. Not that I think I think too deeply about it now, but, like, to to figure out that it's a metaphor is like, yes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's such a bold thing also to start and end your show with just a very chill jazz number. I love it. Like, you know. Every show should do that. <laughs> now we're going into into Friends and it's just, whoa. No, it's too action much. Action packed. It's too much. The make, single guy. Make a jazz version of the Friends theme. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a call out to the audience. We need a jazz must-see TV lineup circa, I would say, 1997. It is Probably going to get you some good stuff. It would be funny to do just like, I don't know, even Frasier in the style of the Friends theme. You know, just like mix it up. <laughs> just to switch your Yeah, yeah. This, I... This is amazing. Yes, absolutely. 